The primary mission of the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union is to serve their members. As the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union, they have a special concern for the poor, the underserved, minorities, and all Catholics. Thank you to the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the Building Through Him podcast. Hello, this is Mary Jo with a little love note from the Building Through Him podcast. The Tide of Temptation. So when we're speaking the Our Father, when we're reciting that, I have to remember where did that come from? Like, why do we say the Our Father so much? It's because when the apostles were like, hey, Jesus, uh, bro, how do you want us to pray? Like, how are we supposed to be praying? And this is the prayer he gave them. He gave them the Our Father. And so we really want to like pay attention to every word that's stated in that. There's a part of the Our Father that's often unoverlooked. So let's go ahead and just say that together. You need to say it with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil, right? Lead us not into temptation. So that's what we're talking about today, about the tide of temptation. God will not lead us into temptation, but neither should we put ourselves in a place of temptation. I was talking to a young woman and uh, she said, you know, I really think that God's will for me is to live with my boyfriend. And I said, nope, that is not God's will for you. That is a lie of the enemy because God will never lead you to temptation. That is your will to live with your boyfriend, not God's will. Okay. So like, be clear, God's will is not for you to be in a place of temptation. It is not. He wants something different for your life. He wants you to be successful. He's going to set you up for success. He's not going to have you live with your boyfriend. Okay. That is not setting anyone up for success. No way. We should not choose places, people, and situations where we know where we will very likely fall, okay? And let's just be raw and real. You know where you're most likely to fall. You know, right? If you're struggling with a certain area, certain sin, you don't go next to the people that are committing that sin or the places that's going to lead you to that sin. You know. So that lead us not into temptation. We have to apply that to ourselves. There's this, he's the patron of alcoholics. His name is Venerable Matt Talbot. So he's from this super poor Irish family, 12 kids. He's the second oldest. His father, almost all his siblings are all raging alcoholics. And his first job was to work at this wine merchant store. So he starts sampling the wares. By 16, he's considered a full-blown alcoholic. He spends all his money, he borrows, he scrounges, he steals, he pawns, anything, even his own boots to buy alcohol. At one point in time, he talks about his like most embarrassing dark moment was when him and his brothers stole a violin from a homeless blind man to go buy liquor. And, you know, you think to yourself, like, I'm too bad of a sinner. Like, the Lord won't have mercy for me. Like, yes, 
he will have mercy for you because this is the conversion that's about to happen in Matt Talbot's life. So he was out of work and out of money. And so he just stood outside the bar, hoping one of his friends would invite him in and pay for a drink. And one by one, they each snubbed him. And he was so hurt. And he walked home and he had the grace to realize that alcohol was enslaving him, that he was not free. He was enslaved by alcohol. Of course, he has this deep, devoted Catholic mother who's constantly praying for her kids. So I guarantee you that was a grace from his mom for all the prayers she said for him. So after that, he made this vow to stay sober. But he wasn't fake with himself. He was totally real. He knew he was weak. He knew it. So he would take different routes to work to avoid the bar. Okay? Took different routes. He refused to carry money with him wherever he walked so he wouldn't be tempted to buy the alcohol. Right? Like he put things in place that would even create a temptation. Okay? So those are basic, you know, healthy boundaries in order to block the temptation. But he didn't stop there. He protected himself using the sacraments as well. He would go to daily mass. When the temptation to drink was just too strong, he would go to church and just spend hours in front of the Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament. He was quiet, he was kind, he was generous, and he was known as a really hard worker. While he was alive, though, people mocked him for his sobriety. They made fun of him. Oh, he's mad, he's too good for us, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he was mocked, he was made fun of because he chose not to live a life of sin. It was only when he died, when they removed his clothes before they buried him, that they found cords wrapped around his body. They were hidden, that people recognized how holy this man was. He knew that he was set apart to be holy. That's what holy means, to be set apart. And so he lived out that lead us not into temptation in all parts of his life. And he's become the patron of alcoholics because of it. And like Venerable Matt Talbot, God desires us to protect ourselves. We put proper boundaries in place so that we are not so easily tempted. We use the sacraments to fill us with the graces that keep us strong. We do not give the enemy any open areas to attack because the enemy is looking for our weakness. He's looking for it, right? He wants to destroy us. And we know that we're children of a king. And we're not going to allow that. This is from 1 Corinthians. Be awake to all dangers. Stay firm in faith. So we're real with ourselves. We know we might be tempted. We recognize it. And we don't fall into those areas because we don't want to end up in sin. We use the gift of our intellect. Okay, that's one of the gifts that makes us in the image and likeness of God. We use the intellect to recognize any potential minefields. Is that going to be safe? Is that a good idea for me to do? Be real with yourself. Is that a good idea? for? Should I go to that party? Will I be too tempted there? Okay. Then when you're using that gift of intellect, you know, God will guide you. And then you choose your free will. You use your free will to choose not to enter into those minefields, right? So we have the intellect and the free will. Intellect says these would be dangerous minefields. The free will said, I'm not going to go to those minefields, right? I don't want any sin to keep me away from my Savior. I don't want any sin to keep me away from my Savior. This is from St. Francis de Sales. Above all, we must be especially alert 
against the beginnings of temptation, for the enemy is more easily conquered if he is refused admittance to the mind and is met beyond the threshold when he knocks. And we don't let the enemy in. He is not welcome there. We are children of the King. Royal blood runs through our veins. You are not welcome here, Satan. Get behind me. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.